Warning. The Reddit Asks Us podcast contains explicit material and mature subject matter that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Reddit Asks Us podcast. Just before we head into the podcast, I'm your host, Luke Dick. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave a rating and also leave a review. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Reddit Asks Us Podcast, where we post new clips from the show every single day of the week. So I'm back with my boy here, Tyler Blanchett. He's on the podcast. Hi, guys. And uh, welcome to episode... 53 everybody so wow this is uh big time big time we've been going for i just did my 52nd episode with my sister that's a full year of the show so this is the episode past the full year of the show so that's that's pretty pretty awesome to think it's been going on for this long true um and not only that but i started this podcast during covid yeah. So like podcasts are meant to be like, you know, <laughs> done with one another and mm-hmm. in person and stuff. That's like the whole kind of idea. So it was actually I never realized or thought back to the fact that I started a podcast during COVID, which is probably like a super counterintuitive thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I didn't really think about that at the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, COVID definitely was different good. challenges probably have rose from that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. but at the same time, I think it might prove to be a bit of a good opportunity because I think. You know, once people start getting back to school and getting back to, you know, regular life, um, like which is like starting back up again. It's not fully hit its thing, you know, but it's it's we're getting there. And people yeah. can see the horizon, you know, it's it's very close. Um I think people are gonna wanna talk and be, you know, because everyone spent the whole year alone. You know, people have shit to talk about and shit to say. So I think that yeah, uh, man. over the next year it's actually gonna be gonna be pretty good. Um so last week's would you rather, the winner of last week's would you rather was one million dollars. So the one I did with my sister was: Would you rather immediately receive one million dollars or the love of your life in front of you? And uh, the winner was a million dollars. I can't say I'm too surprised, but at the same time, it's kind of shocking how many people said the million dollars. It's like, is love really not that important to you guys? Like, God damn, you know, you're a perfect person. You're a perfect person, right? Like, yeah. it's not seem million. And we were talking about how a million dollars doesn't get you as far today as it would, you know. 50, True that. 50 years ago. Right? True that. So, yeah. you know, but I guess a lot of people want the bag. So yeah, I know. Chasing the bag. Yeah. I guess whatever. So uh, <laughs> this week's Would You Rather, super interesting one, and I'm glad I'm answering this one with you too. I picked this one out specifically for you, was would you rather be the best player on a bad team or be the worst player on a great team? Hmm. It's a good question. Um. I don't know. I, I mean, you. I feel like you go both ways. Um, obviously, like it's the everyone's talked about the whole. You don't want to be the biggest fish in the pond, um, because sure. because you don't grow. And but like basically mm. that that goes to the whole saying of being the best on like a bad team, the best player on a bad team. Um, and if you're the worst player on a good team, you have so much more. Um, I guess like mentors ahead of you, and you can grow so much. You can grow so much more in, the, mm. in like being on that team. Um, but I mean, regarding the like, confidence in your sport or if it's a sport or <laughs> confidence in your skill, totally. if man. you're the best player on a worse team, um, I think your confidence is going to be high as hell. Yeah. And you're going to be very confident in like the sport or skill that you're performing. Totally. So I don't know. It's both ways. I feel like, yeah, lots of growth. If you're the worst player on a really good team, or you can choose lots of confidence if you're the best player on a worse team. It's true. So I don't know. 
I mean, I, to be honest, I like a, I've been on both. I've been <laughs> the best player on a really crappy team, yeah. and I've been the worst player on a really good team. Yeah. And I mean, see, the thing that being a I I think you still can improve being the best player on a bad team. It just depends on who your competition is, right? Mm. Because if you're the best player on a bad team, um, you got to do all the work. If you're going to up against really difficult teams, right? You're still going to bat. The, the thing is, is you're going to yeah. lose that you grow from mm. losing, right? Even if you're the worst player on a bad team or sorry, mm. sorry the best player on a, on a bad team, <laughs> right? Yeah. So like you're, you still have an opportunity to grow just because of the losses that you take, right? And you do have, I guess, the extra added pressure, right? Your teammates yeah. behind you are like, are you going to carry us through this game? Dude? Right. And they're looking at you. Like yeah. I, I remember being looked at like, this was elementary school basketball yeah. and we played in the, in a, crappy league and um you know and i was and i was the oldest person on the team mm -hmm. as well well actually I had a, there was a couple other kids on the team but out of all the guys there i was most likely the probably the best person on that team mm -hmm. um but the thing was was that um i do think that i got overconfident at certain points right like when i faced my confidence actually did dip when i played on a like when I was the best player on a good team because we would sometimes face competition that we were just no match for. And I felt like I was inadequate because even though I was doing fairly well, we would lose. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder, so I, I mean, you said it before, but I wonder how it would change if you're the best player in a shitty league. And I guess you said that earlier, but you wouldn't have a lot of good challenge if mm. you're the best player. The in a league shitty, is different, right? Yeah. Right, or like versus like a team. If sure. your team's shit and like you're facing like a challenging league, there's still like so much room for um, growth. But if it's like a shitty league and you don't have good opponents, it could be different too. Yeah, and that's the thing too is that at the time we actually did play in a not the greatest league. league. Yeah, so I was probably one of the better players in the entire league. Yeah, but that's the thing is that I felt like I only really grew and we would win a lot of those games just because i would grind um but the thing was is that when we played the better teams even if i played well we would lose hmm. right and that's the thing you can't play well every single game you know hmm. like you just can't that's just not how games work and being good at things works or be trying to be good at things yeah is that you're gonna you're gonna go through periods Ups of time and downs exactly yeah. yeah what has your experience been on teams like like were you ever the worst player on a on a great team or the best player on a on a wait did i say that twice the i know what you're saying worst player on a great team or the best player on a worst team <laughs> yeah no i think uh more often than not i've been the uh i guess on the lower half of skill on the team so i maybe i wouldn't consider myself the worst player because i feel like that's kind of beating up on yourself a little bit fair enough fair enough um, but then again it's like i have been the worst player on a good team but mm. but i wouldn't beat myself up because the guys who were on the team were just better yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no denying. That doesn't mean I suck. It just means mm. that these guys are better. Yeah, but I feel like that could also, like, foster some kind of, like, helplessness. Like, uh, Yeah, it like, did make me feel quite alone you, yeah. and, and helpless, you know, yeah. in Wait, that sense. Yeah, you're saying, like, when, the, your when I was the worst the player. The worst player, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Sorry, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> no, no, I was asking you if you had been had oh, yeah. one of those experiences and yeah. being one of those worst players. So yeah. did that, like... 
you know, affect your confidence or, or yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I guess it did kind of, I guess, inspire me to grow too. Cause I felt like I wanted to try and keep up with the guys on like the, on the, the good yeah, guys yeah, on the team. And I was definitely. like, holy shit, these guys are good. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't really pump my tires though. I wouldn't say that I've ever actually been the best player, um, on a really bad team. Um, yeah, I'm pretty honestly like mediocre when it comes to like team sports and stuff like that. So I don't know. So yeah, it's just kind of one of those, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough sort of thing. You know what I mean? Because if you are the worst player on a great team, I feel like you also get neglected by your teammates. Even if you aren't, even if you don't suck, you're yeah. still the worst on, worst on that team. So whenever you go to practices or, you know, whenever you are in games and stuff, I feel like your teammates also don't. You don't feel a sense of as much of a sense of camaraderie with your teammates because you know you're the worst one. Yeah. And you know, like, you're probably obviously going to be the last person that they want to go to. True. Right? Yeah. So, like, that can really affect your mm. confidence. But at yeah. the same time, it 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 really does matter how you handle it. Mm. Right? Because you can either handle it, mm. you know, and take that with a grain of salt and just be like, I'm just going to keep going and I don't really care. Mm. Or you can just... You know, or you can have the mindset of like, screw this, you know? Yeah. I guess I never really thought of that. Yeah. When you feel like you're not offering anything to the team, that also can affect you as well. Totally. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And then I guess on the opposite hand, if you're like the best player, you feel like you're offering like a lot to the team and you feel... What good. are you getting back well, from but, your team? Yeah, right? but you also... Well, so what I was going to say is you also feel good for what you're offering to the team and people see like see you mm. of high value and stuff. And I feel like that builds like camaraderie a little bit better um, than you feeling like you're not offering anything to the team. And people are yeah. also feeling that too. It's so true. Too. It makes me wonder how people like, like... Like LeBron James. The Lakers this past year sucked. They just yeah. sucked. And he was the best player on that team. By mm. far, you know, like who is he got to work with? Totally. You know? So, yeah. like, uh, if I think about a guy like LeBron James, if I look at how his attitude was, you know, this year, and I, and like he's the best player on a on a on a crappy Lakers team, mm. and what does he do in the off season? He doesn't try to get or advocate for his players getting better. He trades them away and tries to get his friends to come on the team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is like. I feel like I respect people more when they are willing to take the losses and not just want to go for a championship, mm. even though they're the best player on a team. You know what I mean? Like, I look forward to watching players who will stick with the team even when they suck, mm. right? So it's like when you're that best player on a crappy team, that can still affect your confidence because you're losing. But at the same time, it's like you can make everyone else around you better. Mm -hmm. Right. If you choose to be that guy. And I guess it's also that thing about um, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but this is like a study technique is that when you when you've learned like a body of language or a body of knowledge by teaching it to someone else, you also like learn it really, really well for yourself. Totally. So man. Like, I don't know. Maybe there is like a little bit more uh, room for growth. You know, like LeBron would be teaching his, his teammates how to uh, how to play like really, really well and stuff. And that would also like increase his own knowledge, ability and stuff of the game. Right. Too. Instead of being the guy who's like, why don't you learn? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just be as good as me. Yeah. Right? It's like, that just doesn't happen. No. You know what I mean? Like, they they might have potential. They probably will mm. never reach the same potential that, that you have. Mm. But they do have the potential. And if you make them feel, 
you know, if you trade them away and if you make them feel worthless, like mm. that's going to affect their confidence, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's going to affect. And I feel like that, that tells something about you. You know what I mean? Like that shows something about your character if you're not willing to stick by a team just because you want to win so badly. You mm. know what I mean? Like it just seems like one of those things where, you know, you you want... I respect people who are, who are more like humble and more modest. honest. Yeah. Modest. And, and modest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like willing to take the losses because they feel like they're contributing to the team. Yeah. As the best player contributing mm. in the ways that you were just saying is that your contribution as a great player mm. doesn't have to be wins. It can be making the people around you better and making them feel like they want to play for that team True. even though they're losing. Mm. Like um uh, like of course I'm a big basketball guy mm-hmm. and you're wearing the Toronto Raptors hat. So I'm you got to shout out the Toronto Raptors on the team. Woo! Let's go to let's go Raptors, Raptor fans. I'm actually not a huge basketball fan. I know, I know, I know. Like I know lots of people just wear the hats yeah, and stuff. There you go. Um, which, I, which is cool. I'm a poser. I yeah, I don't have I don't have a problem with that. It's just, yeah. it's support, man. It's whatever That's whatever cute. support for the team. But see, this season they struggled. Oh, they yeah. really struggled. But I can tell you this: every single guy wanted to play on that team. Sweet. They fucking hustled. They yeah. hustled. You know, and I respect the hustle because it was hard to lose the watch them when they lost, but you still saw those guys and they you could tell they wanted to be out there. They just did. Mm. Right? And it and it was because of the best players on that team as the reasons why they wanted to be out there. Yeah. When their best players weren't playing, they were coaching on the sidelines. They were literally coaching. They were getting people clipboards and all <laughs> this stuff. You know what I mean? They're yeah. they're in the huddles. They're still they're contributing, right? Like mm-hmm. in a big, huge way to the team that's going to make them better, yeah. right? It's going to encourage this. It's They've got this mindset where it's like, this is business, boys. You know, this is a job. We're going to work. You know, we're here to work. Yeah. Instead of, you know, pick up the slack, this guy, or, you know, you're not doing this. And it's like, mm. then you get to the blame game, right? You know what I mean? It's people mm. start playing for themselves and not as a team. Yeah, it's you, right? you, you, not, hey, what can I do to help or to help our situation and stuff? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yo, can we just take a second to appreciate, man, the NBA is so, and even just any professional sport in general is so nuts because you take the top 1% of yeah. players <laughs> and performers yeah. in, in like a sport or in whatever, in a skill, and there's still such a large skill gap between like the mm. best players in the league and the worst players. Wow. It's like just so. I never even thought about that. Dude, before. it is so mind-boggling how good the top players in the league actually are. Like, oh God, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like people will be like, like, just for LeBron, you know, just because people there's people will say he's washed, but it's like you put him against literally anyone else on the planet, he will mm. fucking destroy them. Yeah. Probably one on three, even probably one on five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he could probably take your whole team. You know what I mean? This guy is a literal basketball god. Yes. You know? Yeah. And yeah, like and that is true. Like the these are the top 400 500 players in the world. Mm-hmm. You know? Like these are the guys, right? So it's interesting that you brought that up that even within those top 400 players the skill gap is massive. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Like the it's it, it is a huge appreciation for anybody who plays on that team. But yeah, quite incredible. It's this is such a tough one to answer. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is a tough, tough one to answer. But to be honest, man, like from the time that I spent being a good player on a 
crappy team and mm-hmm. from being on a be the worst player on a great team was that I from my takeaways the worst team gave me more confidence in my abilities mm-hmm. but the the worst team humbled me yeah, yeah uh, sorry sorry being the worst player on the worst team oh sorry on the best team fuck it's it's, <laughs> it's tough I know <laughs> I keep track of it uh that that made it's me grow me. and humbled yeah. humbled me and made me grow and yeah and and increased my knowledge but um i guess dude my sorry i just cut you off but my i guess my, there, my answer would be i'd like to be the if i could only choose one and i don't want to be indecisive so i'm going to only choose one i would rather be the worst player on the best team and that's simply because I've always kind of just been like a locker room kind of guy mm. um, where I just, and I don't you can know. play a role other than being the worst player. You can yeah, be man. the hype man. Yeah. Like people love you if you're the hype man, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. like that's what that people love that guy, you know? So yeah. So I agree, man, like being the worst player on the best team doesn't mean that you don't contribute True. You know, like you still contribute to that team. Yeah. You know, you still play a role. It just is a matter of finding what role you play. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're the best player on the worst team, it doesn't really matter what role you play. You could be not even concerned with that role because you're still doing the, you know, getting the work on the floor or the, or the court or the field or whatever it is that you're playing on the ice or whatever you're still getting that job done so it doesn't even really matter what your attitude is right when you're that worst player your attitude matters right attitude is like i don't know i think i value attitude a whole lot when it comes to sports and competitive things and i feel like when you the best player your attitude doesn't matter Mm -hmm. where because you're still getting the job done which is why i feel like you see a lot of people in the nba i'm just speaking nba but who should be successful players, but it's because their attitude sucks. That's why they don't succeed. That's why they don't play on winning teams because their attitude sucks. Yeah. You know, like they just they just believe that that everyone else should just bow down to them and that they're the best player and that if everyone doesn't show up, they suck. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like being that, that's a toxic attitude to have. Totally. But then again, mm-hmm. who's going to tell you something like that when you're scoring 30, 40 points a night? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it really people, shows your, your true character. That's for sure, man. Absolutely. So yeah. I think coming from Tyler and Tyler and I, we're going to say the being the worst player on a, on a great, great team, team. Yeah. even though it might come with the shots to the confidence, you know, you you can still play you a play your role, role. Man. yeah exactly yeah, you still so. contribute and you can also still grow man lots of growth absolutely growth, man right? so. absolutely yeah yeah i think we that was that was pretty good i think we it, it bothers me sometimes that i think that people who answer the would you rathers on my instagram and tiktok and stuff probably will never hear the conversation you know because it just trickles down yeah some of them will yeah but it's also just too easy, right, to hit a button rather than like, oh, yeah. well, spend time yeah. and listen to a... 100%. Yeah. I yeah. just hope that if the people who do listen to this, you maybe go. you changed your mind, you know? Maybe yeah. Who knows, man? Yeah. All right. So welcome to episode 53. Oh, sorry. I got to play the intro. Hey. Hey. Reddit. 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 Hey. 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 Reddit. Asks. 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 Us. Podcast. Podcast. Pod. 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 Podcast. Hey. 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 Reddit. Asks, asks, pod, pod, podcast, pod, pod. We're going to cryogenically freeze your body. I didn't lose. You either win or you, you learn. Back to the, 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 Reddit. 
Reddit, Reddit podcast, podcast. That pod- sound podcast. bite. Yeah. Back to the back to back. No. Us podcast. Oh, I'm talking talk? about the cryogenically freeze. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was from one of our That's podcasts we had in the past. I'm gonna, I got to add more like voice clips into it. Yeah. Like, it's just something I have to do. I'm just lazy. That's cool. You know? Um so welcome everybody to episode fifty three. Uh, we have how do I overcome low self esteem? Yes. So this was like a really important. I see this is a very common theme on Reddit in general. In Reddit mm. people in the question subreddits people tend to be talking a lot about this subject. I don't. I think that kind of speaks something to the importance of talking about this subject. Is why do people ask this so much? And you know, especially strangers on the internet. Yeah. Right. So like yeah. people are looking for this sort of. Information. Information and advice, and it's an important thing to talk about. So I, just my first question to you was, why do you feel that the self-esteem topic is something you feel passionate about talking about? Because, I mean, you picked out the topic. And, yeah. You know, yeah. something interesting. I just, <clears throat> I feel like I've just come from just the journey that I've been through all throughout grade school and high school and even university up to the point where I am now. It's been a very, very long and personal journey. It's something that I've dealt with in the past, and I'm sure that everyone has. Uh, at some point. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's something that's really personal to me. And I feel like it can offer just good, valuable information for someone who's interested in, I guess, increasing their self-worth or self-confidence. I'm curious. Can you talk a little bit about the journey, like this, this journey you have? Yeah. So, well, <clears throat> well, where is this a start? journey with self-confidence, self-esteem and stuff? And that's kind of where it's at. Well, kind of, I used to be actually a really, really shy kid. And I still am like, I, I won't take that away, but I was very like extremely shy when I was younger to the point where my mom used to ha- actually have to talk to me or like, so you talk for me for like, and even my sister actually, man. So we, um, now look at you, you're on a podcast. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Yeah. So my sister actually had to, uh, she used to talk to me until, or sorry, talk for me, um, until I was about like three years old. Apparently I, I obviously I don't remember like, right. this, but that is a long time to not be talking. And that's still you. Yes. Well, even if you don't remember it, that's you. Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. So I used to, um, yeah, I used to be just really, really shy and I never really spoke up for myself. And so, yeah, that's just been something that I've been trying to get better at is speaking up for myself and yada, yada, yada. And it's, I think I've just come a long, long way from that, from being this shy kid who didn't speak for himself until he was three years old. Like kids should be speaking for themselves like way earlier than three years old. Right. Like to the point where I wouldn't even say like a word. My sister would always like tell my mom like, oh, Ty Ty needs milk or like, that's what, sorry, that's my nickname. Sure, yeah. but Tyler needs milk or like Tyler needs this, Tyler needs that. And I never like spoke for myself, which was really strange. Mm. So yeah, it's uh did, did you f- ever feel that sort of, cause like how did, how did the not talking associate you with your self-esteem and self-confidence and stuff? Well, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just didn't have the self-confidence or I don't know what it was because, you know, when you're so young, you don't recognize, like, it's hard to know, like, you don't know the difference between if you're high self-esteem or low self-esteem when you're younger. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. S- sorry, I totally forgot. What, what yeah, do you, it was just the... I got caught in my, my, my thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> like, just the, the, the journey of, of, ha- of the low self-esteem and how that sort of manifested in your life and the things it was hard for you to do. Just kind of like, I was just kind of asking, yeah. like, how, how did you see that sort of thing manifest in your life and sort in your ability to have confidence in yourself? And yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, even so from that point where I wasn't really talking for myself, um, when I was like, you know, all the way up to like the age of like three or four, I feel like that also kind of manifested throughout my grade school years. Mm-hmm. And then also into like my high school years where I was just like, for example, even like 
and obviously there's always like a schoolyard bully or something like that. But when that would, uh, you know, when I would engage in like that sort of problem or someone's trying to intimidate me, I'd never want to speak up for myself. And like, that's, uh, that's even like another damaging thing, like dealing with like a schoolyard bully or someone who's trying to intimidate you that makes you, your self-confidence even lower and lower and lower and lower. Cause you feel like you're not worth not it. Not only do you speak up. Exactly. Not yeah. only do you feel that you don't have the confidence to speak up, but you don't feel that you are worth the confidence. Yeah. Worth, yeah. worth the time to speak up. Cause yeah. you think to yourself, well, what does it matter if I speak up? No one cares anyways. And I'm, anything I'm saying is just going to be stupid. Mm -hmm. And you know, it just doesn't matter. You know, yeah. anything I say is just not going to matter. Yeah. And then you get caught in those sort of, that sort of thing. I was, I've had a very similar problem. I didn't have the same problem in terms of speaking. Mm -hmm. I had the, I had a problem in terms of thinking that what I was saying was not valuable. Mm. So I was just like, you know, and, and people would tell me that, you know, I still have, my friends still tease me about that today, which yeah. I'm, I'm over it. It's just a joke now. Uh, mm. cause you know, I talk a lot and, uh, my friends will just be like, shut the fuck up, Luke. You know what I mean? You're like, no, one wants to, you're not going to hear me talk about <laughs> world politics or fucking whatever it is. You know, sometimes that it just, it's not people's cup of tea. Totally. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, I did go through the struggle of not feeling like anything I say was worth other people listening to other, or people, other people yeah, entertaining that thought totally and i think yeah. that affected my self-esteem because it just made me feel like i wasn't worth associating with everybody mm -hmm. you know i was only worth associating with a my small group of friends yeah. and that those were the only people who cared about what i had to say right where it's whereas i realized as i got older that when you manifest your confidence you you make people care about what you say by what you say and how you say it Mm. Right. You have to be impactful by the yeah. things you say. Right. Mm. If like no one wants to listen to somebody being super hateful, rude okay. or mean or. I was, uh, sorry, I was thinking of something totally different, but and no one's going to listen to someone who's really passive aggressive at, at, at what they're trying to say. Like if someone just like comes in here and is like, well, I think like self-esteem yeah, like, yeah. is very like passive aggressive. Like maybe it's this way. Sure. But it could be this way. Um, nobody's going to listen to those thoughts either. So that's what I, it's true. sorry, that's the line that I thought you were going at. No, no. And that's, and that's another aspect of it too, is the yeah. whole passive. I've known a lot of people that's, that it's like, they kind of coast through life, yeah. you know, they, because they don't really believe anything, you know, they don't yeah. really have any, and every time they think about it, it makes them nervous. Yeah. Right. And like, whereas there's nothing wrong with that, but you need to recognize that you do that. And then move forward, gain, get some beliefs, expose yourself to more things so that you can gain some knowledge and more, you know, inner truth, right? Yeah. Like that, that's a, that's a huge thing is like the whole passive aggressive. And that's a whole like another lane of people, you know, mm -hmm. like that's a whole lane of people of where they, yeah, they're, they're people who almost just are there, you know, yeah. like they're just present and they don't have a real substance to them yeah. you know mm -hmm. you know like i i just feel like those people it's a lot easier for them to to fall by the wayside and have yeah. low self-esteem because they just have no self-worth they they don't create self-worth for themselves yeah. you know so dude speaking of that i've literally had almost that exact same phrase said to my sister about me um, and then my sister like told me about it and I was like, really? Like, as in like this person just thinks that I'm just there. 
And I was like, wow. wow. I was like, well, okay, that's kind of <laughs> And I entertained the thought for like uh, like a little bit, but then I also kind of, I don't know, to be honest, I also kind of realized that this person isn't anything special either. So I was like, yeah, I don't know if I value your opinion. That yeah, well, hey, man, but sometimes the people are just trying to be insulting. True. But I, I like, I don't think it was malicious in intent because she told it to my sister. And I think oh. that's... And then my sister passed it along to me, and this so was, so. Did you like, even though you did, you took it with a grain of salt because yeah. of it was coming from a certain person? Did it still say? Did you did that? Because listen, I've had people say insulting things to me or things that I perceived as insulting. Maybe yeah. they didn't mean it that way, and maybe they probably didn't even mean to say it that way. But even though I've been, I have a mindset where I'm like, <coughs> sorry, same. Even though I have a mindset where I'm like, I don't care what they said. I'll still reflect back on it and say, is there some truth in what they said? Yeah. You know, so did you yeah. find any truth in what they said? And did you let it affect any of your behavior? Try to, you know, use that in, to grow or any way, certain way or? Hmm. Well, I, I guess, I don't know. I don't want to get into the specifics of the situation. No, 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 I, don't no wanna, I don't want to flame this person. No, absolutely not. Uh, and the circumstances around the situation, like <clears throat> it's, I don't want to let those out of the bag because it'll kind of make totally, it totally. obvious. Um, but yeah, I think for the first little bit, I did entertain that thought. And it, that's where the self-reflection phase came in. Mm -hmm. I was thinking like, and it, I mean, was there truth to it? I think a little bit because I was, at this time I was in grade nine. Um, oh, this was a long time ago. Yes, a long time ago. Yeah, so. Well, actually not not quite. Well, I mean like, yeah. relatively speaking. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah but, I, and I also, so I, you know, I, ent I entertained it for a little bit. Um, for I think like probably like, I don't know, like, yeah, like a, li like a little while. Um, but then I, yeah, I just suddenly... Or I like throughout time, I realized that that person really wasn't anything that I was aspiring to be. So mm. I honestly didn't really care that much about their opinion. And then also, kind of as I got older into grade twelve, I started to look at some of the grade nines, and like it was the same thing as in like the grade nines kind of lacked an identity um, at that stage in at their that lives. Stage in their lives, and that's probably what like what was my situation too. And mm. I think it was totally normal for people to to ha like to lack an identity in grade nine. Yeah. So that yeah, was, I think yeah. that, so I, what I'm trying to say is I think I kind of realized my problem <laughs> as I grew older and as I started to recognize things around the high school and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, and that's a, that's an so, yeah. interesting insight. So yeah. my, uh, my next question is when, uh, when you think of self-esteem, what comes to mind? What, what does self-esteem meaning to you and having a high self-esteem? Yeah, I think self-esteem is correlated, I guess, to like the value, your per your perceived value of yourself. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's like the short definition. And I don't know if there's a question later on. I don't want to kind of creep into different questions and stuff like that with different answers. But I think that to get a high value of yourself, and by high value, I mean like higher than higher than low. I mean like a normal value of your of yourself. You need to act towards your life has to be moving in a direction of what you value, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're moving in a direction that is opposing to what you truly value deep down inside your character, what your, what your character was put on earth to do, if you're moving in a direction that's not uh, correlated to where you're supposed to go and where you think that you're supposed to go, what you value, then I think that you'll see a discrepancy in how much totally. value you're putting towards where you really want to go. Exactly, because you start devaluing yourself based on where you think you're supposed to be, but you keep making decisions that don't put that you, take in, you that, in the opposite direction. Put you in the opposite yes. direction. And so that's what I think. I how much know. how much of low self-esteem do you think is self-generated? 
of low like, self-esteem and, as in yeah, like people so like, beating up on themselves kind of or yeah, like, and like because maybe self-esteem can be created through other means like i tell you and all my friends tell you and they're the only people mm. that we ever see that you're shit every single day and so some people might be like you know whatever but some people that will weigh down on them and that'll affect their self-esteem right i mean mm-hmm. like you have people telling you you're crappy every single day of your life yeah you're probably not going to have the highest highest self-esteem mm-hmm. right so how much of this how much of low self-esteem do you think is self-generated and comes from oneself i don't know if there's like a way to allocate uh one side like what this is 50 percent. like it's no self, no, no not self, specific yeah it's like yeah. you're beating up on yourself like it's 50 percent, and then like other people telling you stuff is like another 50 percent. i feel like that's not the way that it works i feel like the way that it works is that someone tells you those things or whatever they plant a seed in your brain and you start to like kind of fester and like think about this seed that they plant in whether it's an insult or like maybe it's an yeah insult to your character maybe they say that you're just uh hanging around that you don't you know offer anything towards blah 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 if they uh put the seed in your brain it festers and then you start to kind of beat up on yourself i feel like mm. so i wouldn't i don't know I, I i think that it's more of a this leads to that instead of uh these both beat up on your self-esteem. Oh, you so it's like it's not as like a direct correlation. Like if this happens, that will happen. It's yeah, more of like exactly. a, it's like a road or a river almost. It's like a flow. It's like this happens. There are multiple ways that this could go. No, okay. This is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to say is that I think that um, people beating up on you or like say somebody insulting you, lowering your self-esteem. I don't think that that actually lowers your self-esteem that much. I think it's what your perception of Yeah, it the is. perception. That's so what I mean. That's much, exactly what I mean yeah. is by the different ways, it's like the different ways you could perceive it. Yes. Right? Because you yeah. could say, sure. fuck these people, I don't care. Yeah. Or you could say, you know, there is some truth in what they said. Yeah. I'll take it with a grain of salt, but I'm still going to be me. Yeah. Or you could say, you know... uh, Everything they said is right. I yeah. suck, you know, like yeah. that sort of thing. So th- that's mm-hmm. what I mean by the whole self-generated thing is that yeah. is self-esteem one of those things that is self-regulated? Yeah. Is that, you know, yeah. is it based off your perceptions or is it really based off of what external things happen to you? I think it's, I, yeah, I think that it is correlated to your self-regulation, your self-perception, mm. but that is regulated by what other people have said to you and what other people have planted into your brain and what you've allowed to fester and run or run, you know, live rent-free in your brain, you know right. what I mean? Absolutely, and like, so. see, the thing is too is that it's so hard to be be general when we talk about this stuff because there are people who, um, you know, might, the self-esteem, like they have bad self-esteem because they're neglected by their parents or they yeah. weren't grown, didn't grow up properly, yeah. you know? And then you have people who have low self-esteem who have fine family lives, yeah. but they're affected so much by what other people say, right? So there's no one shoe fits all or one size fits all when we talk about this sort of stuff. But <clears throat> you hope that if you have a, yeah, you hope that if you have like a decent life, that you will be able to have some control over your perceptions. Yeah. But part of that is like, you know, learning to be more assertive in your behavior. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and making sure that you do have beliefs. Because if you don't have beliefs, what are you going to fall back on when somebody tells you something? You know, what if you say to me right now, you know, you suck. But I believe that if you are a good person and if you try to be kind and nice to people, you don't suck. And yeah. if that's what I tried and aspired to do, mm. then 
odds are I have to take with what you what you say with the with the tiniest little grain of salt, right? Mm. Maybe one thing that I did. Yeah. You know, maybe I you know, yeah. didn't hold the door open for you or something. And that pissed you yeah. off. You I think know? the problem comes in is when people don't know the difference. Like people don't know that that's valuable and that's something that they should be is like kind and generous. Like people, yeah. and I think this happens a lot with high school students. They don't know what- just put the mic just in front of your faces. Yeah. yeah. There you, there you go. There Good. You go. I think a lot of high school students don't know what is right and what is wrong. They don't have totally, a big palette totally. of what they're- character should be or yeah. what they're you know what they've been set out on earth I guess, university to students too and people in their 20 people in their Man. fucking 40s yeah you know? yeah yeah <laughs> so I, I i think that's that's something that comes with experiencing so many different uh novel abstract experiences totally man. You, you you gain a good sense of what is right and what is wrong and i feel like it really helps to have people guide you good friends and good people in your life who who can you know you seeing somebody else go through the same stuff and telling you and them being able to share their experience and their perception, I feel like really helps. I feel like some yeah. of the people who have helped me grow the most have been people who have empathized with me and say, man, like I was teased my whole life. You know what I mean? Cause like for me specifically, I had a very hard, I had a harder time growing up because I was very much, uh, ostracized out of the community and my out of my like sort of community i was kind of yeah. like the the odd one out the black swan or whatever you want to call mm. it me and a couple of other friends were kind of just we didn't quite fit in the yeah. same way everybody else did you know mm. and um you know we were teased and make made fun of and stuff but when i when i made when i moved here and i made some of the best friends people i think are super cool they would talk to me about their struggles and and what it was like for them and how they perceived what was happening so i was like if my friends can do this i can do this too you know what i mean yeah. if the people the, who i admire and, and i admire them because they're my friends and then uh, because i want to be friends with them well you know if they can get through this difficult stuff too you know i have hope for myself as well right yeah. whereas if you surround yourself with people who are also beating up on themselves and just mm. say that you know it's the world's out to get me yeah. What perspective are you going to have? That's a good point. But I also kind of argue that, you know, it's the experiences. You don't go through experiences with other people. I think the best way to go through experiences is you have to do that work yourself. It's it's going to be your deliberate decision to do that work yourself. Um, True. It's not going to be like something, I guess, that like other people can put into your lap. That's my experience with it, I guess. Um yeah, I, I, I can understand that, that people can motivate you, I guess, to take those steps is kind of what I... It depends on what kind of person you are and want to be, though, right? Because, like, you can also have great friends, but still have that mindset of, you know, I suck and True. blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, that that can still very much exist for a lot of people, and yeah. that can be a struggle. Um, man, this is... It's a really complex question, and it's absolutely, hard to... Absolutely, It's hard to, like, you know, portray, like, the right words that we're trying to say. No, absolutely. and I th um, But I think a lot of what we're saying does resonate with people. Yeah. So, what my next question is, how do you know if you have good self-esteem? Huh. That's very interesting. Um, I guess it comes down, I guess, I don't know. I would think... The first thing that I think of is it would just be having a good mental headspace. Um, so if you can recognize that you have a bad mental headspace is in like you're always like kind of sad and you're always like beating up on yourself and you're always afraid to do things. Um, I think that that's like a big red flag for having poor self-esteem. Whereas if I think if you're comfortable with doing new things and like comfortable with getting up in front of people, comfortable with being, you know, we talked about earlier. Or maybe, maybe not 
comfortable, but being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, <laughs> you know what there I mean? you go. Yeah, because like those, you know, I've gotten up on stage before and performed in front of people, and I was nervous. You know what totally. I mean? I was uncomfortable. Yeah. Like that was that's a very vulnerable place to be. Everyone but I'm is. comfortable with being uncomfortable that yes. I'm on that stage. That's why yeah. I got up on there because mm-hmm. I'm fine with being that vulnerable yeah. and just putting myself out. And there. it's the feeling that if this doesn't go right. We're still live, and guess what? It it, it, totally. it in the grand scheme of things, it's not gonna affect my life that much. How much like you know, if I do end up bombing or something like that, it's not gonna change my life that much, and it's not gonna change my perception of myself as much as I maybe used to think when I had low self esteem. Exactly, exactly. It, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> it also matters, you know, about even if you don't do a good job at whatever you're trying to do, at least you know. You put effort in, you put work in, and you tried. You and tried. that's the most important thing. And the people Dude. who are closest to you hopefully will recognize that. Man, that's a huge, <clears throat> I think that's a good way to increase your self-confidence. Is that's your, if they, if you set that as your goal, as in, I'm just, I'm just going to try this thing. If that's your goal, um, whenever you're experiencing something new and you try it, you'll almost always succeed, like succeed. Or eventually be, succeed. Yeah, exactly. But like, if you just try, right? Yeah, Dude, that's absolutely. it. Just fucking try. That's it. Um, and you'll always succeed. And so that I think that'll inherit it, like inherit, and, I don't know the word. But I, sorry, I can't pronounce the word. Inherit? No. Inherit? No, no. That will eventually um, increase your self-confidence too. Inherently. Okay, yeah. Oh, inherently. yeah. Inherently. Fundamentally. Yes. Sort of thing. I don't know if that was the right. Thesaurus. Yes. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> uh, synonyms. Um, so, uh, yeah, like, I and know. I totally agree, but the... You know, your whole the whole mental headspace thing that you mentioned is like, how do I know that I have good self-esteem? When you're the mental headspace thing is like, what is your self-talk like? How do you talk to yourself? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the the hardest part about overcoming low self-esteem is just like recognizing where it comes from. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like um where where and it's most of the time it has to do with how you talk to yourself, right? And how the messages that you try to convey ab- about your perceptions about your own life, right? And like the things that are happening around you. Yeah. So <clears throat> if your perceptions are, are, if you don't notice that these problems are coming from your thoughts and what you're telling yourself about what's happening to you, that's where you're going to struggle. Because mm-hmm. if you have low self-esteem, but you don't think there's anything wrong with your thinking and the way that you're living your life, you're going to be at a kind of a juxtaposition, right? Like you're going to be at a very paradoxical sort of conflict that's happening in your Mm -hmm. life because you're not going to be able to, you know, advance any further without actually doing some reflection and work. And being self-aware of what your problems are or what your insecurities are. Totally, man. Totally. Which is like, I don't know, man. That's still something I'm trying to learn. I'll be honest, I'm not the most confident person in the world. Um, I don't think I'm the least confident either. But... um, uh, yeah, how do you learn self awareness? It's I, I think that's like the main um, the main goal, man, is learning self awareness, and it's, it's hard to do that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I feel like you know you can have. I I think also like a good way to tell if you have good self esteem is you know what we were talking about earlier is like your confidence into putting yourself in a vulnerable place, you know, yeah. in like a very uncomfortable position right like mm-hmm. if you if you're not scared if you are scared if you have fear but if you can regulate that fear and manage it in a way where it doesn't debilitate you 
you know, that's probably how you know you have some pretty good self-esteem, right? That was a good way to say it, yes. The yes. I, I I like yeah. the word debilitate. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I included in my yeah. in my notes. Yes. But uh but yeah, yeah man, man, I mean like I think a lot of that stuff comes from people holding themselves back mm-hmm. and it's not recognizing that they're holding themselves back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and but the the you know it's 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 much deeper than that. But but I I do I do want to move on. Sure. Um so this is a very interesting question that I have for you. Is low self-esteem or do you believe that low self-esteem is very present in our society today? Um and if so, compared why? compared to older generations, older generations. yeah, or maybe other f- different societies. It's hard to say, man, because I think uh, there's a big misconception that people get. Um, you know, dude, the only thing that me and you know about an older generation is things we've heard from other people, and they have probably spun their own narrative on it, how things were back in the day. It's true. Or a really bad one, movies, right? We see mm-hmm. movies and we're like, oh, dude, the 1930s looks so sweet, man. That would be my generation to yeah, live in. Yeah, right. Where, like, truthfully, it's this is like a drama that's been, like, totally staged and it's been shot like seven different times and it's like totally doctored basically this view on the 1930s Mm. um so it's hard to make that comparison so yeah i i don't know if if uh like self-esteem is lower nowadays than it uh than it ever was um but i mean the first concept though too like I, I sometimes I'll, like if I ever talk to my grandparents about this, I feel like they don't really have as much of a grasp on the concept of self-esteem because it wasn't talked about. Yeah. It wasn't something yeah. that was very like there was the world's self-esteem. If I go back to, mm. to you know, 1950s and my grandpa's a teenager and I say, you know, do you have low self-esteem? What the hell is low self-esteem? You know mm. what I mean? Like that's probably how a lot of them are going to respond yeah. because that's not like <clears throat> that concept is very present, very nuanced sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. But I, I well, I also think that there's like I think that as people get older, they they sometimes will forget about the problems that they've had yeah, in the past. Totally. And totally. like that thing's not. Um, yeah, I don't know. That thing's not a problem in their life anymore, and they haven't experienced that since the twenties. So they don't recognize like that's something that was really really. Um, impactful in my life and that's a question that i talk to myself every single day about Super during my true. 20s and i like I, they Maybe don't for some people it'll older. stick out a little bit more but yeah, yeah. there is a lot of truth in what you're saying because yeah. I, <laughs> I mean over this past year man covid sucked right like covid yeah. was horrible but you know <laughs> it's funny because like i <clears throat> i <laughs> Me and my friend just had this one day <laughs> that we were trying to hang out and we were trying to get some new furniture for his place and it was just not the day. It was so freezing cold. We drove all the way to Regina to get to realize that all the stores were that we were trying to go to were either closed or expensive or too expensive for him. And then it was just it was just not the greatest of days. But it's funny because we we were just talking. We looked on that day with such fondness because of how shitty it was, you know. Mm-hmm. And like we never thought in that moment that, that this day would be something we'd laugh about. Yeah. But it it is something we laugh about because it was just so crappy. You know, it's just, just like I find that to be so hilarious, which is true with what you're saying is that we tend to look back on things with more fondness than we actually perceive it in those particular moments. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, and then it goes to say that go, that's like the same sort of principle with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But what, what kind of what I wanted to ask you, though, sorry. Yeah, it's, I, it's okay. I'll just cut in here. So no, what, no, no, what yeah, I'm yeah. trying to say with that is that I think that 
it's hard to compare what we're going through today with what our grandparents went sure. through because they could their situation could have been totally, totally different, different yeah. than the narrative that they're telling us nowadays. Totally. But what I really wanted to ask you was like, do you think that self esteem is is an important thing to talk about in today's society more because of things like social media and yeah. how that has an impact on on the mental health of children and how we talk about things like self esteem nowadays. Yeah, I I mean obviously I don't think social media is very good for anybody's self esteem. I th actually f like to be honest, I don't think there's a single person who it has benefited positively. I think that um, people become narcissistical or they become obsessive. Like, or, obsessive yeah. if they're like you can see this in like Instagram influencers totally or anyone right. actually totally. who is really really involved on Instagram um, for like or Twitter dude for means of portraying their own life. Um, maybe like for example, I feel like someone who has like an art Instagram or something like that could be totally different. Somebody's just trying to portray the art that they make, and they're just like, I right. want to share this with the world. Uh, but if they're portraying their life on Instagram, I feel like it it develops into a really narcissistical tendencies, and it I don't think that's healthy either. Um, but I also think that you know seeing other people's posts on 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 social media and stuff and on Instagram, it can damage someone's self-esteem too because people get tra caught in the trap of comparison comparing themselves to other people right totally, man. they're like oh man my life sucks dude i'm i'm stuck here on this podcast i'm talking to <laughs> to luke this sucks <laughs> man no and then they see like they go on instagram and they see like some guy like i don't know whatever with this new mercedes benz and you're like oh he's got a hot chick yeah what yeah, he's got, got all this money yeah yeah. Why can't I be like that? Yeah. You know? There you go. And you, you yeah, you develop a <laughs> negative attitude, you know, and, yeah. and a worse view of yourself when you actually think about that guy's probably sitting there kind of like, mm. I have, I don't, it really prob like I'm just saying, let's mm. just make up a hypothetical situation. A lot of those guys who post to flex, you know, are the type of guys where it's like, they don't really have any real people in their lives, yeah, you know, know, like true, true. Why real. is that so true? Yeah. Well, they just don't have like, they, they don't have like close friends who can tell them something honestly. Yeah. They're so delusional, right? Where it's just like, they don't have a person in their group who could say, man, I really just, I'm not really messing with that last Instagram post. Mm -hmm. You know, they have yes men around them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've got the guys who are like, everything you do is so dope, bro. Like, I'm so glad you're doing this thing, yeah. dude. Oh my goodness. Your new Mercedes, dude off the charts bro you know what i mean like like th those are the type of guys they surround themselves with and yet they're still unhappy because then they're just like yeah they have no realness there's nothing real about anything that they're doing because i the way that i read i read that is that i think that they're trying to basically make up for the insecurities and the low self-esteem that they have in their mm. own life so the way that they do that the way that they solve that problem totally is by literally making themselves delusional and yeah and man portraying their life in this fantasy world that totally, isn't dude. actually like that real yeah, man, I absolutely Just, agree. Yeah, it's like they sad, get man. so caught up in in the movie instead of what goes in to make the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they their their uh, their movie that's being portrayed is like supposed to be this great thing, but behind the scenes, it's like you're the actor that's like throwing shit around and freaking out and why is my trailer not bigger now? You know, stuff like yeah, that, man. right? It's yeah. like, it's like that's what's going on behind the scenes, mm -hmm. right? It's like this movie might be an interesting movie to watch or a cool movie to watch, but you're the guy that no director wants to work with yeah. ever again, right? Yeah. Like you're the guy that, that the producers are going to go and say, dude, just 
avoid this guy in your movies. He's just hell to work with. Huh. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've never thought about actors being that way. Obviously, like we see them on well, screen. I, I, and I, like, I'm just oh. like, using that as an yeah. analogy. But I, I just, I'm just entertaining that thought, and I'm entertained by it. Um, I just think it's a cool thought because that's probably a, 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 a absolute truth for some actors that we see and they're portrayed on film and they're portrayed as these really good characters and mm. then they're actually like shit human beings. Yeah. Oh, there's lots of people like that, especially yeah. with uh, acting can be very egotistical, right? Very, just yeah, because of true. like, you're on the big screen. Everything's about me. I'm on the front page. I'm on the posters. I'm on this and that, yeah, right? Wow. Whereas I really respect actors who... Like I think of Will Smith. Uh, yeah, I feel like Will Smith is very humble, uh, or at least that's the way he's portrayed on media and totally, stuff. Totally, man. But yeah, I know yeah. What you're saying, and yeah. I like one thing I love to see is when actors have podcasts. I that's an easy way to tell if they're like real. True, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like you can portray things however you want, but until you get onto a podcast like this and we start <laughs> having a conversation, I can tell within like. 30 minutes of talking to you and whether you're full of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's, it's so easy to tell if people are yeah. just putting on a face, right? And totally. just wearing a mask. And and because you feel like nothing they say is like real. Everything mm -hmm. they say is almost Contradictory like sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Abs or, absolutely. Yeah. And or just is is nothing of substance or it feels like they're playing a character yeah you know it feels yeah. like I, I I've talked to people like that in real life where it feels like I can literally tell it's bad acting. It's bad acting. It's like you're trying to play yourself. You know what I mean? You're not actually yourself. You're trying to play who you think people think you are, yeah. right? And it's so easy to see. I've, I've watched podcasts too where I've just been tuned off and then in like the first, you know, 10 minutes of watching because I'm just like, this person is so fake. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're so fake and it's just so like- So unattractive it's too. It's so, oh, it's the worst. It's the worst, oh. man. It's so cringy. I yeah. just I I get I get so fed up with that shit because it's just like man like it's so much more fun to be raw and real. Yeah. It's because that's what the human experience is, man. Like that's yeah. what it is to be a person is to be a fuck up, you know? Everyone's a fuck up to a certain extent, you know? Like Totally. And and even just bringing this back to the self-esteem thing, it's like you can tell yourself you're a fuck up I tell myself I'm a fuck up, but it's it's like where do I prioritize in that that in my thinking? Do I prioritize I'm a fuck up over everything else or I fuck up? But, sometimes. But sometimes, but I'm going to keep going, you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to let that stop me. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to let like what even my own perceptions of what I do stop me because a lot of people might do one podcast, watch it back and say, "I'm never doing this again. Yeah. I sucked," you know, instead of saying Jeez, holy crap. Uh, this was horrible. Like, dude, I was just thinking about this. I had an old podcast that I started when I was in Ontario. Different than this? It was so... It was basically <laughs> like just... It, was, it wasn't ready to ask... Or, no, 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 dude. It was just... It was when I was... I started it when I was like 17. Like, this okay. was like two years ago. Yeah, wow. And... Uh, I was, it was just literally me like speaking into a microphone of just shit that I thought I wanted to talk about was important. And I came up on my Spotify the other day and I clicked on it and I, and I, and there's only three episodes and I looked through it and I'm like, this is so cringe and just horrible. But I was like, but if I didn't have the, the mindset of, even though this is cringe and horrible, Look at where where it's led me to. I wanted yeah. to get better. I prioritized my thinking. I knew at the time mm -hmm. that it wasn't like 
probably the most interesting thing. And I knew now that that was a complete fuck up. But at the same time, it's like, I got to be so thankful for that because like, where would I be now if I wouldn't have just like not cared and just kept going, you know? Yeah. I guess that's also, I feel like you have a growth mindset as in like, you're like, well, I, you know, if I do this, if I do this weird, cringy podcast, um, you know, if I work on this, you know, I can work on it and we can improve and, you know, eventually things will get better. Yeah, man. Because that's the way things work. You know, compared to something like, uh, man, I make such cringy podcasts, and I'm always gonna make such cringy podcasts. Totally, you, got, you always got to be looking for ways that you can grow as a person. I think, and I yeah. think that's it's like when you see a mistake, do you think it'll ev- everyone's gonna see that mistake? I suck. It's horrible. Or do you see that mistake and say, next time I do this, yeah. I'm not gonna try and make that same mistake? Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the mindset. Yeah. It's also interesting to see, uh, man. Even if you like watch other podcasts and stuff, and obviously comparing yourself to other people isn't very good. But, you know, you see, like, really, really good professional podcasts. It's sometimes fun to think about how, like, where this person must have came from. Yeah, man. This person must have came from the exact same stuff that I'm doing. A hundred percent. Yeah. But the thing is, is, like, is like um, I don't know. I, I feel like I have to make sure I prioritize, you know, why I'm doing something, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Of course, I hope that the podcast exists, is successful because why do you want to put out content if no one's going to watch it? You know what I mean? Like there's there's a there's a wantingness to have an audience, right? Because why it's like it's like going up on stage. Do I want to perform in front of zero people? You know what I mean? Like that what's the benefit in that? You want people to watch because you want a feedback. I want to know how I'm doing. I want to know people are enjoying and watching, right? That's your point. Like that's that's but that's it's only one aspect, mm-hmm. right? Whereas a lot of people like like for example, we're talking about influencers, right? Yeah. People put out content for the sake of wanting to be famous and wanting to be popular. Instead of like that type of content is I feel like sure you can be successful, but are you going to be happy with what you're producing? Mm-hmm. Because like you might be like, oh, this gets me a million views or this gets me 100,000 likes, but is it what I really want to be putting out? You know what I mean? Is this something that I really feel like is contributing to mm-hmm. my own life, right? Like, why would I do something if I don't enjoy it? Yeah, and is it I'm having fun with this because of the process or is it I'm having fun of this because of the result that I get? Yeah, is it, totally. Is it, uh, is it am I having fun making this content and I enjoy putting it out and stuff? Or is it I have fun, you know, getting these numbers and getting these... True, and true. Th- that's, that's the metric that I put on myself. Absolutely. And with podcasting and stuff, I think it can... I think it can be a bit of both. Yeah. There is a there is a satisfaction in knowing people are watching, yeah. but it's not everything. You know what yeah. I mean? And I guess what you said, I think that uh, you know, hearing feedback from other people can also be yeah. greatly resourceful too. Dude, man. it's been so. so resourceful. Yes. I had a I had a friend and I'm going to I'm going to start doing this. I don't want to give the thing away. I'll tell you after the sure. show, but um there's a concept that I want to start adding to the show that I can only really add once I move away. Mm-hmm. But um I'm really excited to be adding this concept. And so what I had thought about doing this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then at the gym, I had a friend of mine who came up to me and was like um, man, like, like a, a not a super, super good friend, and a friend acquaintance, you acquaintance, know, somebody who I'm friendly with and is a mm-hmm. is is a good friend, but do I don't you, see him all the time. Do you guys have a like good that. connection, or is it yeah, like a surface sure. level connection? No, 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 or no like sure, a, yeah, we we we're like deeper connection, kind of, not like okay, super, super in depth. Yeah, it's middle ground, you know. Gotcha. Um, and so comes up to me and says, "Hey, man, like, I just I love what you're doing with your podcast. Um, I think the topics that you talk about are super interesting." I don't know if you're willing to take any criticism or advice, uh, but I think it would be cool if you did this. And I was like, dude, I've been thinking about doing that 
um, I think that's a great idea, and I think it would make the show so much better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like just him saying that to me reaffirmed that this that this was the right path, and this is where I wanted to go, and this is where I want to take yeah. this. Right. Yeah. So when I had that conversation with him, you know, that provided me with so much you know, yeah. healthy feedback. Also, I guess it's information <laughs> from the consumer of the podcast, like looking yeah. at it from a business standpoint. It's information from the consumer and this is what they want. Yes. So, you know, maybe we would. That's very true. I, I, like, a lot more I didn't successful. exactly think about it in that way either, which is really great that yeah. you're pointing that out because it's like now somebody said that. Like he came up with that idea on his own, right? Whereas even though I had that idea, I saw it and perceived it as like, oh, I've had that idea. Mm. Now you're saying it's reaffirming that idea. But now I'm thinking it of like, he came up with that idea solely because he was a listener of the show and thought this was something that would make it better. And the fact that it was something that I had already thought about doing makes it that much more important. Yeah. Because he came up with that idea without even knowing that I had had the same idea. And that's exactly what he wanted to see. Whoa, dude, I like doing this and people actually like like me doing this too. This is such a good opportunity. And they want to see it get better in in the same way of an idea I had contemplated in my mind. Yeah. Right. So Man, like, that's sweet. It's, it is sweet. And then like, and I've been thinking about it over the last couple of weeks and been thinking, okay, I actually have to do this. Cause I was I toying with it even, even after he said it. Yeah. And, uh, and now I'm, now I'm in the space of where if I want the show to grow and if I want more people to be involved, how do I get me more people involved? You got to do this thing. You know, you got to get mm. more people involved. This is going to help you. You know what I mean? This yeah. is going to make the content so much better. So, and I guess reeling it in back to something that we've talked to, talked to before or talked about before, dude, just try. That's it. That's your metric. Man. You just, it's not about whether it's a totally, failure or a success. Dude, totally. Just try. You got to try it, man. Totally. I, I, I 100% agree. And it's, yeah. it's just become like that much more of an important thing in my mind. Totally. Um, so, this is a question I just have for you. Sure. How have you managed to keep a positive outlook on yourself? You know, with all the things that you've been through and all the sort of struggles and ups and downs you've had through your life. How do you manage to keep that positive outlook? Yeah, I don't know. I would say like two different things come to my mind. I think like one, just taking care of yourself, I think is like really important. As in like getting enough sleep. I noticed that's something I've noticed in like the last few weeks. Um, for most of the majority of the summer, I've actually had like a pretty good sleep schedule. But for the last few weeks, I've really gone... Um, and I think we discussed this last time, but I, uh, I, I don't sleep very well. Um, so if I get anything less than eight hours of sleep, um, I, I I'm like groggy and just groggy, not feeling it, not feeling you know, it. Exactly. Lazy. exactly. So, you know, the last few weeks that's been me, I've just haven't really gotten really good sleeps. So I've gotten less than eight hours and I actually, the last few nights I've gotten really good sleep. So taking care of yourself, I think is huge. Um, the next one also, I guess is, uh, sorry. Read the question one more time. It was, how did you manage to keep the positive outlook on yourself? Yeah. I think it's also, it's just telling yourself that, and I guess this, this is like, what is it? The chicken that came before the egg, but it's the whole philosophy of, of if I do this and if I fail, we're going to be okay. And my life, my, the impact that it has on me and yada, yada, yada. If I fail, it's not going to matter that much, I think. Um, so that's how I maintain a positive outlook, I think. I don't know. And that goes, that doesn't even like, like even if people depend on you for doing something, yeah. even if it doesn't go, like even if they're counting on you to do something and it doesn't go the way they wanted it to mm. for your performance, it really doesn't matter that much. You know what I mean? Because 
like you said, are you still breathing? Are you still alive? Mm. Do you still have people in your life that care about you and love you yeah. and are unconditionally? You know, that's the stuff that yeah. really matters, right? Is the, is the people mm. who support you in your life. Logically, that makes sense. But I also, on the other hand, I think lots of our thoughts are driven by emotion. Yeah. And I think that's something And other really people hard. make us feel emotion. Yeah. Right? And so when people feel disappointed in us. It can be something really hard to manage, man. And I think it just comes with emotional maturity, right? And I think yeah, that's... Yeah, dude, totally. So, yeah. How do you get that? I think that you get that by exposing yourself to new spirit, new experiences. Mm-hmm. That's how I think that you get that emotional maturity. I don't know. And new, new experience. We talked about this before, but even just to talk about it again, like new experiences, you know, really, they challenge you. Right. Yeah. And challenges are a good thing. Right. Challenges you know what I mean? Yeah, like man. challenges in any, in any sort of, way are are going to be a good thing to so you good. right you're going to grow from that yes and it, it matters about what kind of challenges you put yourself you put yourself up to yeah right and it could be something super small and it doesn't matter because at the end of the day you 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 challenge yourself you tried and you put your best foot forward right which is just like it's now a matter of do i perceive it as if i put my best foot forward or do i perceive it as i failed Right. Mm. And I suck and I don't want to ever do this again. Yeah. Right. What I think of. And as I said, I I don't know. I, I guess another thing that we can say, I should have said this earlier, but I think that self-esteem also comes down to the metrics that you put on yourself and about how you put on the thing that you do in your Mm. life. And yeah, I think it's how you measure. Yeah. How you measure, how you measure success and failure. Um, So for example, like I think that you have to put those metrics on trying. You just got to try. That's your metric is if you don't try, you fail. If you do try, you succeed. Because um, I think if you put metrics on, like, for example, if you have success or failure, uh, that sounds, okay, this is a little bit confusing. But say, like, you put your metrics on, like, if I achieve 500 viewers in this podcast or not. Yeah, that's not um, the right mindset to go with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's more so of, like, I'm going to try to put out the best stuff that mm-hmm. I can, and let's hope that something good comes from it. Yeah. You know, like people will say, like, especially when it comes to podcasting and stuff, people will say like, you know, set a subscriber goal for yourself. I want to be at 15,000 subscribers in five years. It's like, if you are, if you tell yourself that you're going to be disappointed when you don't reach 15,000 subscribers, no matter how hard you work, because 15,000 subscribers is hard, True. you know, like that is difficult. Like getting, getting that much notoriety for something, for content that you put out is almost impossible. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it's impossible, but that's the thing. It's like, I look at my, with a podcast, it's a little bit different because I actually depend more on my listens from the actual apps than I do from YouTube. Yeah. YouTube, I'm, the only way I'm going to ever get popular on YouTube is if my audio blows, blows up, up first, right? Like I get way more I listens and stuff than from those audio specific only apps than I do from YouTube because mm. YouTube is just a sea of content, right? Who's going to find my content and that stuff? I just put it out because it's there, right? If people want to watch, they have the option, right? Mm. That's something that they can do. Um, whereas the audio apps, that's where most people are listening because that's what they're for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's where the people are. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's, yeah, I don't know. I probably also less targeted towards the audience that you're uh, going for your, mm. your demographic that you're looking for. It's less targeted on, on YouTube versus if people are going on to like audio apps, they're typically 
that's kind of what they're usually looking for is like a podcast. Yes, or, man. Like, if they're not looking for music, they're typically looking for a podcast. So. Exactly. Spotify, it's, it's either music or podcast. That's what they're there for. And Apple Podcasts, it's they're there to listen to a podcast. Yeah. You know, like that's what they're there for. Yeah. Whereas, uh, yeah, man, like um, I hope in the future, like, this podcast, I hope it grows into something. You know what I mean? Like, like it serves as a stepping stone to something, right? Because the thing that I love about this podcast is that the questions that come up from Reddit are so diverse. There's a huge sea of questions that come up and we can talk about literally anything. The one thing that holds it back though is that in order to get my first little bump, I know that I ha it has to be somewhat geared towards Reddit content because that's a niche, right? If you just make it super general, no one's going to find your stuff, right? Mm. Because it's just so general that it could be anything, right? So I hope that eventually I can talk about these sorts of questions with a little bit of a wider audience, right? Be but I'm not going to get that wider audience unless I start at a small, smaller niche, True. right? So thinking about you know, where I want to go in the future and taking this steps further. I don't even know how I started going on this long tangent. No, I, I'm just thinking <clears> about <throat> something I said earlier. But anyways. <laughs> so I have another question for you. What do you do with mind clutter? And Ooh. your and how that correlates with low self-esteem? Yeah. So I'm a big advocate. For, I'm a big advocate. Uh, I like to meditate. That's something I practice for sure. Um, really? Yeah. Tell me about meditation. I am very curious. Do you know, like, I don't know, are you, are you just saying for the audience? I used to meditate, a, you know, 10 minutes every yeah. day, and then I just stopped, and I'm just so fascinated. I'd like to know more about your meditation. So to me, it's just destimulating myself. I, I know that throughout our day, we're always stimulated all the time. Like, we're and whether we know it or not, our, like, we're always working towards some kind of stimulus. Especially nowadays, too, because yeah. we're always watching YouTube, listening to music, listening mm -hmm. to podcasts, doing something to fill yeah. our time. And for example, like I, I, and a good example of this, say we're in a doctor's office and what's the first thing you do instead of like looking around the room or like just hanging out, you're going to pull out your pull phone, out your phone. And you're going to get stimulus. Uh, so for me, that's what meditation means for me is it's, it's a 10, 20 minutes a day, maybe sometimes longer. Sometimes I can do it in different forms and different versions, but it's that time for me to just de-stimulate. the absence to, of stimulation. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that's what's important. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of people... I think there's this perception of meditation that meditation is like this new age spiritual thing where I'm going to uh, connect to the universe where it's, it's like, it's actually more about an absence of stimulation. It's more yeah. about like you're, if you're looking to be stimulated by doing meditation, you're not, no. that's the point, right? Exactly. It's like the point is to get rid of all that. And I, yes. I love what you said about yeah. how, uh, meditation, you know, is linked to mind clutter. So how, how does the, how do you feel that your meditation is linked to getting rid of your mind clutter? Um, I guess when I'm thinking, like, I don't know, I think sometimes we'll get stuck in trains of thoughts um, throughout our day. And I think kind of the way that I, I think of it actually is like when we do think about problems throughout our day, our, our brain is always searching for problems and we're always going to be looking for problems no matter what. And unfortunately, this is the human, human experience is that when we've solved our problems, like say our, my biggest problem right now is that, uh, you know, I, I want to make a, like a thousand or a hundred thousand dollars, something like that. Once I've achieved that problem, it's not going to be eternal bliss and it's not going to be, I'm done. My life is fulfilled and I'm going to chill here for the next 47 years until I pass away. 
It's not the way it works. Our brain is always thinking for new problems to solve. So throughout our day, we're always picking up and perceiving different problems. And when we solve those problems cognitively, I think that we get like a little hit of dopamine or a little, some stimulation, sure. or even when we're thinking about it, we get stimulated by that right. too. Um, but that's not something that's like prolonged. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you don't solve a problem and you're like you said, oh, I'm good for my whole life. Yeah. Oh, I right, think you I'm know. just going to relax now. <laughs> I think everything's fine. You know, no more problems for me sort of yeah. thing, you know? Like, yeah. So yeah, I think just uh, when you do t partake in meditation, I think it's just destimulating. And you know, those problems that are, there's some problems that, you, that I'll notice in my own mind throughout my day that will just be reoccurring thoughts. And they'll just be like me trying to solve this problem like fucking all the time or throughout my entire day. And sometimes I don't even notice it. But when I take um, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, even more uh, to stop and to let my brain do absolutely nothing, those thoughts will emerge. And, and then I realize like, OK, I actually can't really solve that problem. So I'm just going to let it go. And so that's the way that I declutter my mind, I guess. OK. And, and that's that's, that's, that's a that's a super, super good piece of advice for anybody who's interested. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> So, oh man, there's a huge list of things that I wanted to talk about for ways to improve self-esteem, but we're nearing the end of the show and I don't want to drag it on for too sure. long. Maybe we could just talk about maybe one or two of them. So um, let me just set it up here properly. Um, how, like when, when we talk about ways to solve self-esteem, there are, there are many sort of like avenues that you can take to help you solve your sort of um, perception of of yourself, of, of your negative perceptions of yourself. So like how, how important do you think is focusing on the present moment and the moving forward in the future when wanting to improve your self-esteem? Hmm. That is a really complex question and I'll try and do my best sure answer it but i don't know if i'll get a uh, you know dude i don't know if i'm going to give a good response that's fine but if i don't my life's still going to yeah be <laughs> so nice <laughs> corny. it's coming full circle everybody corny. this podcast is coming full circle um just to take a quick break though before you answer this question sure. i think this is probably one of the best podcasts i've ever had to be honest what? oh yeah well, definitely thanks, like i think the the flow that we've got going on here has been really good i think we're talking about very lot of porn stuff so i think it's cool Good stuff. It's deep stuff, that's for sure. So the question is, how does... Um, focusing on now and, and the future improve your self-esteem? Focusing on now and the future? Well, yeah, sure. The present moment and, and looking forward to things that are going to happen. Hmm. Well, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if you can focus on both at once. Like, well, I let's just talk about present moment. Sure. Let's, let's say present sure. moment. How does that affect self-esteem? I don't know, man. <laughs> I think the first thing that comes to my mind was... A lot of where problems or self low self-esteem happens is focusing on the shit that you did in the past. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like, I sucked because I did this thing. You know, this went wrong. Or my parents are like, for example, this is a weird example, but my parents like always told me that I was shit in the mm. past, so I must be shit in the present. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And like, that goes with anything. Yeah. Right? It's like, this happened in the past, so it's going to happen this way now yeah. and in the future. Right? Yeah. I think, I guess, discussion related to that topic would be like, I think that sometimes there's thoughts that go on in our brain that we aren't aware of. Um, and it is actually just beating us up, like be beating ourselves up, like, and subconsciously like happening in our brain, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, or, you know, so, so, sometimes that can take, hap or that can take places like self-limiting beliefs. So like, 
Oh man, I I'll never make it as like a really good podcast or like a really pro podcaster. So I'm not even gonna try. Like it's mm-hmm. never it'll never happen. So I'm not even gonna try. Um. So yeah, I, I don't know, and I think that's typically comes from like things that you've experienced in the past, and like I don't know. I guess maybe that is like a chicken or the egg kind of thing. Maybe the like self low self esteem is what causes those um, limiting beliefs, or maybe it's the limiting the limiting beliefs that cause the low self esteem, or maybe it's like a. It's like a, I think it's like it's a dynamic sort of both. Yeah. Kind of they play into one another, you know. Yeah. Like you'll have a certain belief that'll. Yeah. I don't have a good answer to that question. I don't know. Do you have a good answer? <laughs> about how the present moment affects your self-esteem or how does focusing on the present moment affect your self-esteem? The, mostly I think it's just, we like, dude, I'm horrible for this. And this is why I wanted to ask this question because I just wanted to know what you're, where yeah. you kind of stood on this. Sure. Was because my, my thing, one of my things is that, you know, I constantly am just mulling over stupid shit that I've done in the past. Like, you know, I'll say something dumb to someone at a party yeah you know and i'll just and i'll just like and i'll think about that years later i'll i'll, mm. I'll have moments where it pops up and be like fuck that was so fucking stupid you know yeah. what i mean like i can't believe i said that like mm. i'm such an idiot you know what i mean where it's like i'm starting i'm starting just now to be like you know what i just don't care mm. i just really don't care you know what mm. i mean like I, I'm not ashamed because I obviously I had a reason to say something stupid then and it mm-hmm. honestly should have happened because I should have been looking like an idiot because now I've reflected and say, okay, you've learned from that. Let's move on. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like let's let's focus on stuff that's happening now and in the future because mm-hmm. now is where I want to be and the future is what I hope to be. You know what I mean? Like I, I hope that what I do now is going to affect my future in a positive way. Yeah. Whereas instead, whereas my past is going to affect my future in a negative way. Yeah. That's like a, the way sort of a lot of people might look at it. I guess, man, I don't know. I just think that it's huge to be to and something I've been working on, man. I've been working on lots, but this is one thing. It's just being accepting humility and just being okay with being stupid, stupid. and dumb, dude. Being wrong or yes. saying something yeah. dumb and or even, looking and, like an idiot. I think that's also like that comes in parallel with being vulnerable. Being vulnerable is like being in a position where you're you could, gonna make that, that you shit. could humiliate <laughs> yeah, yourself. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I guess just like reflecting back on it and just laughing and realizing that we're all just sorry, just realizing that we're all apes. Yeah. In the middle, <laughs> yeah. on this like flying globe in the middle, middle of space. Yes. In and, the middle of like this. Like the story is like I always say this too. This the story is so much bigger than anything you could even anything that your human brain has the possibility to even conceive of. <laughs> and that's not an insult. That's just the truth. Like mm-hmm. you, like I always tell this to people. But like if I ask you how much space four apples takes up, you can say. Yeah, probably about this much, you know, like that's a reasonable amount of space that four apples would take up. Now, how about if I ask you how much space four million apples would take up? You, your brain it's can't compute that. We, yeah. we have no ability. And this is like biologic. This is evolutionarily oh, yeah. speaking. Huh. Our brains aren't wired to think about concepts that large because that was never relevant to us while mm. we were evolving as creatures. We can do this math and we can do it in our heads and and create a concept around it, but to really 
grasp the idea of how big something is, like mm. something like the universe. We don't exist on that plane. You know what yeah. I mean? We just don't. It's so unbelievable. I wonder if it's gigantic. I wonder if it's something to do with also visually seeing it. Like maybe because obviously yeah. dude, we haven't visually seen like I mean I've I haven't even seen with my own two eyes. I've seen with uh, like I've seen pictures through cameras and stuff, but I haven't seen with my own two eyes even the Earth. Yes, you know man. I mean? You haven't seen like so, we talk. I know because we know that I know this from the last podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> you haven't seen with your own two eyes, and neither have I. China. Mm-hmm. How can you expect to know the 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 reaches of the entire universe if you haven't even explored your own planet? You know what yeah. I mean? Like eighty yeah. percent of the ocean isn't even explored. You know, mm-hmm. like how how do we expect to really grasp the concept of like mm-hmm. knowing what's in the universe if we we haven't even stepped outside the front door? Yeah, you know, like yeah. So I guess coming back full circle, <clears throat> it's hard to you know uh, think that your life and what you've done in the past is so significant. It's hard to see that, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, in the entire world history, the entire whatever, uh, um, older space and like whatnot, if you can think of, if you can imagine that far out, it's really that, it's not that, it's 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 significant, it's so so insignificant. And honestly, unfortunately, the, the unfortunate truth is all of our lives are very, very insignificant. So, but it's we make them significant. We have the choice true. to make our own lives significant. And so, let's just right? ha- let's have fun with it, and let's exactly. do something that's meaningful to us. So, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the podcast. This was so great. Thank you so much, Tyler, for coming on the podcast again. Thanks for I having me. I hope to have you on a couple more times before I leave. Um, talk about lots of other interesting stuff. Just before we head out of the podcast, I'm your host, Luke Dick. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're watching on, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure you leave a rate and also leave a review. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Reddit Asks Us Podcast, where we post new clips of the show every single day. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for Tyler for coming on the podcast, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Bye, guys.